Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, I am utterly excited. Today is a wonderful day. It is August 8th. 2009, Saturday, August 8th, 2009, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and guess what? It's time for the show again. This is an absolute phenomenal day. This is the eighth day of the eighth month, um, and for those of you who, who already know, or those of you who may not know, that the eighth, the number eight represents new beginning in, um, in, in biblical terms, and today, I just, I just feel really good about what we're going to teach about today. Um, today is going to be somebody's new beginning. Today, somebody, whoever hears this podcast, whoever is listening live, whoever is listening on the phone, today is going to be a, a, a day for a new beginning for you, and I'm going to give you some steps for how to, uh, you know, operate and, and, and have a new beginning in your life. But before I get too carried away with myself, let me first and foremost, again, thank you for joining us live today, and thank you for, if you're not listening live, for thank you for joining us via the podcast um, I thank God for you. I do not take you for granted. This is an absolute honor for me to be here each and every week to talk to you. And I thank you for um, for your continued support. I thank you for your comments. I thank you for your questions that you pose. I thank you for everything. I thank you for telling your friends. This is, like I said, if, if you're not here each week, there's no reason for me to do this show. And I thank you for your just overwhelming support. This has just been an absolutely phenomenal moment for me. Um, and I, I can't thank you enough, and I can't thank God enough for you. And I, I pray for you, and just, just know I love you. And if there's anything that you want to see on this show, the things that you're seeing me presenting out, you know, I'm getting a lot of um, feedback. Now, people are, are giving me ideas that, of things they want to see uh, me take um, handle on the show, and, and I, I love listening and hearing from you. Give me, Shoot me an email. Email me at mileswmiller, that's M Y L E S. W-M-I-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. And I look forward to taking your requests. I look forward to hearing your comments about the show. I look forward to doing everything I can to help you because I'm here to help you. I'm here to make you, you know, help you to create a championship standard of living for yourself. So make me work. Make me do what it is I'm supposed to do. And I um, I look forward to it. Uh, as usual, as as we do every week, I turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we can get what he has for us today because I am expecting something dynamic to happen today. I'm expecting something really dynamic to happen today for each and every one of us, including myself. This is going to be a, a phenomenal show. Uh, I have a, something great planned for you. Uh, I wanted to talk to you today um, about the absolute value of life, the absolute value of life. I think that people, you have to understand that there's some things that, we're gonna go through in life trials and tribulations. We we know are going to come. We can't even we can't short step them. We can't step around them. They're going to come. But I think after you get today's message, um, you're gonna be much more prepared for it, for the things that do come when they do come. So I'm gonna do things a little differently today. I'm actually going to start off with the presidential wisdom. Um, you know that each week I give you a presidential wisdom or a quote from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. And this week's quote is a um, it's a, a quote I've used before, quote I've given you before, but it, it fits for today what we're doing. So, today's presidential wisdom is: through hard work and sacrifice, each of us can pursue our individual dreams, but still come together as one American family to ensure that the next generation can pursue their dreams as well. Again, through hard work and sacrifice. 
Each of us can pursue our individual dreams, but still come together as one American family to ensure that the next generation can pursue their dreams as well. Again, through hard work and sacrifice, each of us can pursue our individual dreams, but still come together as one American family to ensure that the next generation can pursue their dreams as well. And that is this week's presidential wisdom from uh, our 44th president, President Barack Obama. And um, I'm going to give you this week's divine intervention. Um, each week, you know, I give you a scripture from the Bible um, just to, to to help you throughout the week as you listen to the podcast, as you take notes and things like that. Well, this week, I got something special planned for you. I got a double barrel uh, double, uh, divine intervention. I got two divine interventions for you because they, they both tie into our lesson for today. We're going to um, we're going to um, go into that now. The first one, Romans is from Romans eight and twenty eight from the King James Bible, and it states, "And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose." I'll repeat that. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Again, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And our second divine intervention comes from Genesis 50 and verse 20 from the Amplified Version of the Bible, which states, As for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are this day. Again, as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are this day. Again, as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are this day. These two divine interventions um, go into our message because today is a, um, today, like I said, today is a day of new beginnings. And I want you to understand that the things that have happened to you to, from this point forward, up to this point, are for a reason. And to, to kind of bring it home, what I'm, what I'm telling you today, I'm going to give you a quick crash course in, in a physics lesson. Um, I'm going to teach you about vector physics today. Um, vector physics basically is like this. Vectors describe motion and momentum, and they also describe the magnitude and the direction of, of of an object in space. Okay, for instance, an airplane would be charted by by way of vectors because it has it has magnitude and it has direction. Well, these things are always measured over time. Now, whenever time is measured, time is measured from zero to infinity in the going towards the right, which is the positive direction, which means it's always increasing. Time is always increasing. Whenever you see a graph, time is always increasing as far as 
you know, vectors are concerned with, with like the motion of an airplane, for instance. The, the, the direction of the vector is charted according to where the, the position of the plane is at, at a certain time. So if the plane is just taking off, the vector is going in a positive direction, both in magnitude and in time. Well, when the plane is landing, it's a negative vector because the plane is coming down, but it's still, you know, the time is still increasing. So, how does this apply to your life? We're going to talk about the absolute value of your life today. And we're going to we're going to compare your life to a vector. Your life has magnitude, which means it has speed, and it has direction. And so a lot of things may have happened up to this point that may not have been the way you want them to be, but we're going to chart this vector anyway. The absolute value of any vector, whether it's a negative vector or a positive vector, the absolute value of that vector is always a positive result. It's defined in, in mathematical terms. You'll see um, an equation, and there's two bars around it. There's a bar in the beginning of it and a bar in the end of it. What, what that denotes is that that's the absolute, that you're going to take the absolute value of this particular equation, this particular function. And what that tells you is that, basically, this is how far away from zero this function is. Well, now you've been living, you've been, you've been born, you're in the earth, you're no longer at zero. So as I told you earlier, you know, time is increasing now. Time is always increasing. The truth of the matter is, people, that when you take the absolute value of your life, the result is positive. I'm going to say that again. When you take the absolute value of your life, the result is positive. So let's go back to Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And then even going back to Genesis 15 and 20, for as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for my good. I got a shocking revelation for you people. If you love God and are called according to his purpose, then the vector that describes your life, the magnitude of your life, states that all things that have happened to you, that are happening to you, and that will happen to you are working together for your good. People, everything that you've experienced in life has worked together for your good. That's why I tell people, don't get bent out of shape over things you're going through. Don't let what you're going through stop you from where you're going to. Don't let what you're going through stop you from where you're going to because you're going to something great. You're going to something dynamic. You're always in, <laughs> you're always en route to do something great, when, but you have to keep your trust in God, you have to believe that God is who he says he is. He, he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. You have to keep your trust rooted and grounded there. So whether the direction of your life has been up to this point has been good or bad, the magnitude or the impact that your life will have is going to be measured for good. That's the absolute value of your life, people. The absolute value of your life, if you can learn from the mistakes you've made up to this point, then somehow, some way, there's some good that's going to come from that. 
There's something good that's going to come from those experiences that you've had. There's something good. Everything that is going into the making of your life right now is for your good, and it's for the good of, of countless other people that are attached to you. And I'm going to say something dynamic right now, people, and I want you to hear me clearly. Somebody's going to hear this show live, and somebody's going to hear this show tape delayed, and they need to hear this. Some people who are hearing my show may have been raped. Some people may have had abortions. Some people may have gone through messy divorces. Some people are going through some really horrible things in life. But listen to the message today. I want you to understand this. Everything, no matter how bad it looks, has worked together for your good. And because you're still here to talk about it, somebody, somebody else's life is going to be so impacted that they can overcome. Because you, your life is a testimony that they can overcome it, that they can make it through it. Somebody is going to see your life. Somebody is going to experience a, 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 some sort of contact with you. And as a result, their lives are going to, it's going to change for the better. Because you overcame something, because you endured. So I want I'm gonna give you eight steps. I'm gonna give you eight steps for how to get the best value out of your life. Because I want you to understand that your life is not in vain, and everything you went through is is for a purpose. And the people that may have may have hurt you, they meant it for evil, but God is going to use it for good. Because somebody's going to hear your story, somebody's going to hear you talk, and somebody's going to hear what you have to say, and it's going to change their life. It's going to save their lives because you went through it, because you overcame it. It's going, your story is going to change somebody's life. And let me show you how to get to that point. So our lesson for today is how to get the best value out of your life, eight steps for getting the best value out of your life. Um, our first step, anytime you're making a move in a direction like this, you have to always, of course, seek the kingdom of God. You've got to seek God first in everything you do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So when you're moving forward and you're trying to get the best value out of your life, you're trying to have the best life possible, You want to. You, it always pays to read the instruction manual. If you bought a new car and you bought a, or you bought a new um, device, like an electronic device, a new cell phone, whatever, it always pays to read the instruction manual because the instruction manual will tell you how this thing is supposed to be handled. Well, so too is your life. The Bible it just happens to be a, a great source. It is 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 the source to to really keep things aligned in your life. So you want to, but in also in keep reading your word, you want to meditate and pray often. You want to stay as connected as you can. You you, you know because things trials and tribulations they're going to come. They're going to be things that come against you to to get your attention away from being who you're supposed to be. But you can't let that stuff affect you. You have to you know stay rooted and grounded spiritually. So seeking God first, you do that through prayer. You do that through meditation. You do that through reading the Word. You do that through, you know, congregating at church. You know, the Bible tells you to forsake not the uh, fellowship with, with the brethren. Um, these are all dynamic things that, that lead you to a more full spiritual uh, life. And, and the fullness of spiritual life, uh, it pours out in everything else. So if you're not rooted and grounded spiritually, you can get thrown around like a ship at sea. I mean, it, this stuff is important. I mean, for what you've been called to do, your visionaries, your dreamers, you have to be connected to your source. You have to be connected to that which gave you the vision. You have to stay in rapport with that which gave you the vision. And this is, you know, be honest with you, this is individual besides, you know, having going to church. This is something that you need to do on your own. So I re reiterate, seek first the kingdom of God. 
do the things that, that are necessary to stay connected to God spiritually. It, your spiritual relationship is utterly important. You have to stay connected. So you've sought God first. You've sought the kingdom of God first. The second thing to get the best value out of your life is to repent of, this is actually two-part, repent of mistakes you've made regardless of the size of the mistake. Repent of mistakes you've made regardless of the size. And secondly, the second piece of that is to forgive yourself and others of mistakes quickly. So in repenting, what it does, what it's saying is that I made a mistake, I acknowledge that I made a mistake, and in me acknowledging that I made the mistake, God, I ask you to forgive me. Well, we know through Scripture that God says that if, you're, if you can confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness, which means the moment you can ask that you, that you have enough faith to believe or fa enough faith to admit that you made a mistake, God forgives you immediately. God forgives you immediately for a mistake you may, may have made. And that's something I'm going to say to uh, uh, somebody now who may, who may be out there who had an abortion. Somebody who, who may have, you know, committed some, some crime that, that they knew they shouldn't have done. Somebody who may have, you know, just done something wrong, something utterly wrong. God loves you so much that he, he made provision for you if you made a mistake to get it right with him. That's why it's so important that you stay connected to God. Because we're all human. We all fall short of the glory. But we all have to, um, we all have, have this, this connection where we can get it right. If you get it right. He'll make things right for you. Not saying that there won't be consequences, but, there's, but he'll, it, you become right. Things get right. So if God can forgive you, the second piece of this puzzle is that you've got to forgive yourself. And then if somebody else is responsible for, for the thing you went through, you've got to forgive them quickly. You, ha you can't hold on to unforgiveness. I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot hold on to unforgiveness because it will destroy your destiny. It will destroy the, the very thing that you have set emotion, the very destiny that you have, the very purpose that you have, unforgiveness will block it because spiritually it, it binds you. You can't, if, if, if you're saying that you can't forgive somebody, that means that God can't forgive you for the mistakes you make. And that basically cancels out everything you just did. The, repent, the whole repentance thing, it, it cancels everything out if you can't walk in forgiveness yourself. So you have to forgive yourself, especially yourself. You have to forgive. A lot of people are really hard on themselves because they made a mistake and they didn't do what they were supposed to do here and they didn't do what they were supposed to do there. Or they let somebody bamboozle them here or something, whatever, and they're feeling guilty about it. You have to forgive yourself quickly because you don't have time to sit up and worry about the mistake you made. It's just like when I played football, I knew that if I made a mistake on the field, I wasn't going to get an opportunity to really um, sulk about it. I had to get over it because the next play was coming. And I had to be ready for the next play. And that's how you have to be with life. You make a mistake, you know, don't make mistakes and have it. But forgive yourself, forgive the, anybody involved in it quickly. Because the, the quicker you get past it, the, the more, uh, the faster that you are able to, be, to, to resume your connection with, with, your, uh, with your creator. So you seek God first, you repent of mistakes. Third thing third thing for how to get the best value out of your life is to owe no man nothing but to love him. Owe no man nothing but to love him. Owe no man nothing but to love him. Now, I hear a lot of um, people say that there's, good, there's a such thing as good debt. And I am here to tell you that I absolutely disagree with that. I completely disagree with that. I believe that if 
you take out or you make an agreement to, to, to pay something off, then you should pay it off. And I'm speaking to myself now. I've, I'm dealing with some issues now where I've, I've taken out loans in the past and I'm still repaying them off. But I've got a, a, new, a new revelation on this that it is much better for me not to owe somebody anything than it is for me to owe them because when you owe somebody something, you don't look at them the same way. If you owe a friend $5, and for, say, for instance, you, you promised them on Friday you're going to have that $5 back to them, and you can't get it to them on Friday, it affects the relationship because now you, can't, you don't really feel so confident walking in their presence without that $5. I know firsthand I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've been the person who owed somebody $5 and didn't have it, and I've been the person who was owed $5 and the person didn't have it. And it, treat, it, it creates a, a strain in a relationship that you just don't need. It creates a strain on, on the people involved that is just unnecessary. So it's much better to, if, you, if you're going to take a loan out, which I don't suggest, pay it off as quickly as possible. It's much better, to, like I said, to, for friendships that, you know, loaning never comes in, into play. I mean, it, 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 it can ruin the best of friendships. Money is, is one of the quickest ways to lose a friend if, if the money's not right. So even on, on that note, don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe nobody nothing but love. Everybody you meet, walk, walk with the, the intention to give them love. Walk with the intention to, to be a blessing to them. Walk with the intention to, to, to make their lives better. But don't, always, don't be so quick to take from people. Look how you can enhance. I think that a lot of people miss out on this because they, a lot of people have, have gotten selfish and they, they've made people their source when God is truly our source. So if God is truly your source, look to him for your provision. Step four, after you've sought God, sought, sought God first, you've repented of any mistakes you've made, you've forgiven yourself um, of, and others quickly, and you owe nobody nothing but to love them, the fourth step to getting the best value out of your life is to visualize your divine good often. Visualize your divine good often. Visualize your divine good often. Visualization is so important to dream manifestation. Visualization is so important to dream manifestation. Visualization is so important to dream manifestation. Because if you can't see it, you can't have it. So your imagination is important. What you see in your vision is important. What you, what you think about is important. And so if there's something that good in life that you desire, you have to first and foremost make up your mind that you like it. That's what you want. And after you do that, you have to see yourself with it. Um, there's a sp specific card I want. And I, I see myself with that card. I, when I see that car rolling down the street, I say, there, there goes my car. That's my car. You know, just like the little game we used to play when we were children. We, you know, there goes my car. There go, that's my car. That's my car. No, when I see that car, that car is my car. It, I, the energy I feel from that car, I love it. Not that I'm in love with the car, but I, I like feeling, I like that good feeling I feel when I see, that, see myself in that car. And I visualize myself in that car. I've gone to test drive that car. I've touched that car. Because in my mind, that's my car. Well, so true. So too is the same thing that you take to your other other dreams, your other goals. I see myself doing major things. I see myself on tour. This time, for like within the next two months, I see myself on a tour taking this radio show on the road. I see myself on a tour 
doing motivational seminars all across the world. Well, it wouldn't be so if I didn't see it. It's possible now because I, because I believe it's possible. I see it. I see myself traveling to Copenhagen. I see myself traveling to New Zealand. I see myself you know, traveling you know, to L.A. and Chicago, New Orleans, Detroit, Miami. I see myself traveling everywhere doing what I do best. And if I didn't see it in my mind, it wouldn't be possible. But because I've seen it, because I've conceived it, life starts at conception. I've already experienced the euphoria of, of going to these different places. Because I visualize it, and I visualize it often. I see it often, and I, and I write. Not only do I visualize it, but I, I write down what I'm seeing in my vision. I write the vision down, and I make it plain so I can continue to see it. So even when I, even when I don't imagine it, or even, it may be a day I'm having a bad day, I can go back and look at that vision. I can, I can see the details of that vision, and it will fire me back up to do something I, I may have wanted to put off. I may, may have not wanted to finish writing that book today, but when I see the vision of me you know, going on a, a tour and having a book to present to people, it fires me back up. So visualize your divine good often. So now you, you, you sought God first. You've repented of mistakes. You owe no man nothing but love, and you're visualizing your divine good often. The fifth thing to get the best value out of your life is to become a cheerful giver. Be a cheerful giver. Be a cheerful giver. Giving people will unlock your destiny. It will unlock the very thing that you you see in your vision. Sometimes you may not always have all the money that you need, but you can give time. And sometimes, you know, you need to, you need to give money in certain places. Sometimes you're going to need to give advice. Do it cheerfully. See, people who don't give cheerfully don't really activate the universe the way God has ordained it. God... God loves delights and a cheerful giver. So if you if you can be uh, hilarious, you can be loving when you give. Your gift has impact. Your gift talks. Your gift speaks loudly when you give it from from a cheerful heart. When you give it from a place of of oh my gosh, I really want to do this for you, or oh my gosh, I'm doing this as unto you for this person, and I'm excited about it. What I'm doing right now. I do this cheerfully every week. I love doing this. This is one of those things when people ask you, what would you, what would you do even if you didn't get paid for it? I love doing this radio show. I love this because without a paycheck, I love helping people. But now as I've gotten better at it, it, it is my career. But I've been doing this for years. I've been doing this before I even knew what a life coach was. I've been doing this even before I knew what a motivational speaker was because I love it and I do it cheerfully. I give to you know, I, I, I coach a lot of people now because I do it cheerfully, and I love doing it. And, then, and there's times where, you know, you may have to back off because you're not you're giving too much of yourself. But in those times, just back off a little bit, regroup, and come right back at it and, and do it with a cheerful heart. Everything you give, let it be with a cheerful heart. When you give your time to a, a, to a nonprofit, when you give your time to a – an orphanage, when you give your time to a soup kitchen, do it from your heart. Do it cheerfully. Make sure that when, you, when people see you that there's a smile on your face when you're giving what it is you're giving. Let it be done and do it as unto God because this is what God would want us to do. So you sought God first. You repented for mistakes you've made. You owe no man nothing but to love him. You visualize your divine good often, and now you are a cheerful giver. The sixth step for how to get the best value out of your life is to seek the advice of wise counsel. 
seek the advice of wise counsel. Seek the advice of wise counsel. Counsel, excuse me. One thing I'll tell you is this. I am able to be where I am today because I've had some dynamic mentors, some absolutely phenomenal mentors. Uh, Greg Harden uh, at the University of Michigan, uh, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, Pastor Ginaldo Lee. I can go on on my father. I've had some absolutely phenomenal mentors. They may not always been perfect people because nobody is, but the truth still remains that when it came time to help me get to where I need to go, these people were there, and these people sold their, their greatness into me. So now what you're hearing, you're hearing the combination of great mentorship and great counsel over years and years and years and years and years of, of just being able to pull on people and get the best out of them. The times when I'm, I'm walking around helping people with their seminars or a time when I'm walking and, uh, and, and escorting men of God into to the building, Every t- everything mattered. I didn't take it for granted, and I listened to what people had to tell me. I made some mistakes in my lifetime that if I had had a mentor there to help me, I probably wouldn't have had to learn from that mistake. So it's much easier to learn from mentors, the experience of a mentor, than it is to learn from your mistakes. And the mentors will, will shorten the curve to, from you getting from where you are to the manifestation of your dream. That's why you have to trust that, you know, you trust the wise counsel, not just any counsel, but wise counsel, because some people will tell you any old kind of thing, and you know, next thing you know, you're in left field somewhere, and you're nowhere near where you're supposed to be. If you go one degree off, if you're flying a plane and you go one degree to the left right now, 20 minutes from later, you won't even know where you are. And, and the air traffic controllers may not even know where you are. So it's important that you keep yourself locked on your, fo- on your target. And one way to stay locked on your target is to keep wise people around you to give you wisdom. Wisdom is worth, is, is worth more than silver and gold. Because actually wisdom will put you in a position that, that you will never, uh, going back to the, the beginning, you will never owe, no, owe anybody anything but the level. Wisdom will keep you seeking God first. Wisdom will keep you, you know, Understand that, hey, if you might make a mistake, repent quickly. Forgive other people quickly. Wisdom t- tells you to, to visualize yourself doing good. I, I, you know, one thing I always say about um, visualization, I'm going to go back to that for a second because it's in the same vein. I often talk about the movie Rocky and how when Rocky was training, his trainer Mickey w- would tell him, Rock, if you see yourself doing good, you do good. That's wise counsel. That's evidence of wise counsel. He turned he turned that man into a champion. Now this is just a movie, but this is real. But this happens in real life. I'm here today to help you become a champion. I'm here today to help you become a winner in your life. I'm here to help you get over anything that would cause you to to not go after your greatness. And and please believe I'm giving you wise counsel today. Play this podcast over. Listen to this. Listen to what I'm telling you because I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you something that's going. to absolutely change your life listen and seek out wise counsel because it will ch- it will save you heartache and pain it will save you unnecessary heartache and pain some things we're going to have to endure but you want to shorten you want to put the stack the cards in your deck i mean the cards in your favor you want to make sure everything that you do that you give yourself the advantage and wise counsel does that so you seek god first you repent it you owe no man nothing but to love him you visualize your divine good often. You are a cheerful giver, and you seek the advice of wise counsel. The seventh step 
in how to get the best value out of your life is to take great care of your total person, mind, body, and spirit. Take great care of your total person, mind, body, and spirit. Take great care of your total person, mind, body, and spirit. And this goes back to everything we've been talking about up to this point. Um, one thing that is really key, if you're going to have a, a great life, you have to be healthy. And I'm speaking from, you know, experience here. I'm actually, you know, not going to sit here and be a hypocrite. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going through one of the biggest battles of my life to get myself back in shape. You know, I've, I, since I've been in Atlanta, I've gained, you know, a lot of weight. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. I've gained a lot of weight since I've been in Atlanta. And now I have to um, put myself back in order because I'm I'm getting ready to travel and I'm getting ready to help people all across the globe live a championship standard of living. Well, it starts with me. So the body has to be in order. You have to be, you know, you have to make sure that, you know, your blood is circulating properly and that you're, you're getting enough rest and you're getting enough sleep and you're getting enough, you know, of, of the nutrients that you need. And you've got to make sure your mind is in order. You've got to make sure that, you know, you're reading daily, you, that you're reading constructive stuff every day, that you're, you're, you're putting good things into your body mentally as well. And we've already talked about the spiritual aspect of it. You have to maintain a spiritual relationship with your creator because that keeps you, you know, balanced. That helps, that helps to create the balance because if you can, whatever happens to you, in the physical form, it happens to you in the spirit first. So if you allow yourself to get spiritually out of out of weight, or spiritually overweight, or you know out of order, it affects everything else. So you get your spirit in, in line first, then your mind and your body, and then that's how you stay balanced. So you sought God first. You repent of any mistake you've made. You owe no man nothing but to love him. You visualize your divine good often. You are a cheerful giver. You seek the advice of wise counsel. You take great care of your total person, mind, body, and spirit. The eighth and final step for how to get the best value out of your life is to endure the tough times and fully enjoy the fun times. Endure the tough times and fully enjoy the fun times. Endure the tough times and fully enjoy the fun times. Like I told you before, it is is no secret that trials and tribulations are going to come. There are things that are going to happen in life that just make no sense. There are things that are going to happen that are unfair. There are things that are going to come against you that make no sense, and, and you, you're going to sit there like, man, why am I going through this? Why me? But those things, like my great aunt always told me, and it's, in, it's a scriptural principle. Tough times don't last always. This too shall pass. And when it does pass, it's going to be a brighter day and it's going to be a fun day. So if you're going through something right now, if you're going through hell and high water right now, trust me, understand this. This too shall pass. This cannot last always. Because guess what? If you're going through it now, that means this life is a cycle. That means there's a good time right on the horizon. So when that good time comes, you fully enjoy it. You enjoy it to the fullest. If you're going to Aruba, Miami, some exotic place right now, don't go there with a, a, a sad face or with a, you know, being distraught about something. Go there and, and go to have fun. Go to enjoy yourself. Whenever, you, whenever fun times come up, enjoy them to the fullest because you're going to need to hold it in your po back pocket to get through those tough times sometimes. So it could be anything. 
that come against you, that can irritate you. But don't let the don't let the tough times take away from the fun times. Enjoy the fun times. Endure the tough times. Enjoy the fun times. Endure the tough times. And I, I guarantee you this, you will get the best value out of your life. People, I thank you again for taking the time to listen to me. Uh, sometimes I think I'm random and raving, but other times I think I'm really giving you some, some really good stuff. So um, I really want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to the lesson each week. And I also thank you for warmly inviting our guests onto the show. And uh, today we have a, a special treat for you. I have um, I have met some dynamic people in my lifetime, some absolutely dynamic like people. And this uh, this young lady I'm getting ready to bring onto the show is an absolutely phenomenal young lady. Um, I've seen her grow up from a, a, a well, I guess a teenager to a dynamic woman who is uh, a dynamic leader, an overcomer. Um, actually, this is one of my mentors. Uh, she's been um, really instrumental in helping me adjust to living in Atlanta, um, just by you know giving me spiritual insight on things and, and praying for me at times, and actually helping me with my seminars. Um, I don't know how else to say it. This is a dynamic person, um, a phenomenal person, all-around good young lady, um, recent college graduate. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I, I, I'm just excited just thinking about bringing on my next guest. I would like to introduce to you Miss Chelsea C. Green. Chelsea, are you there? That was a great introduction. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you now. Thank you. Okay. Hi. How are you guys today? This that was a great nice. introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for a great person, so you know, I had to I have to make sure people understand that you know, the people I bring on the show are it's not just fly by night people. You are you are a phenomenal person and I want people to know that. Thank you. I'm honored. It's an honor to be on your show today. Um before we start, I would like for everyone to know that um, I'm giving this interview in honor of God, who is the head of my life. You hear that all the time. Um, people say that God is the head of their lives. However, um, when I say that, I don't, I don't say it lightly or to toot God's horn, but um, he is the head of my life, and I want to honor him and honor my leaders, uh, Pastor Ginaldo Lee and Lady Tiffany Lee, for personally sowing into my life. And lastly, I would like to thank you, Miles, for having me on your show. It's an honor. I, I'm just I'm floored by that. I don't I don't know any other way to put it. This is this is a great opportunity for people to understand that no matter what they go through in life, that they can overcome and they can be great and they can accomplish you know phenomenal stuff like you have. Absolutely. Um, could you just tell the people a little bit about um, the, the things you had to overcome, like just right after your senior year in high school? Oh wow. Um, I am originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, born and raised <laughs> in a in a ninth ward actually and oh, wow. yes, and um I graduated from high school in two thousand five and I believe it was June yeah, June two thousand five and I started college at Loyola University um right after graduation at the end of June at Loyola and in August of 2005, we all know about the national disaster called Hurricane Katrina. Um, that disaster 
relocated me to Atlanta, Georgia um, in August. I, I, the storm hit August 28th. I relocated here as an evacuee, not a refugee, yes. <laughs> on August, August 27th. So the day before the hurricane hit, my family and myself took a 17-hour road trip um, to Atlanta. Wow. Yes, and we, how uh, most people say, we thugged it out. (laughs) It was 45 of us. We stayed in two, three-bedroom homes. That means that it's 23 people in one house and 22 people in another house. My sister was uh, six months pregnant when we evacuated. And her, my dog, my mother, who I love dearly, and um, my mother's, my sister's baby father, we all slept in the office for weeks. Oh, my gosh. So um, I have I have endured some things, and I was listening to some of the list of things that you had, and um, I believe the last thing was was associated to enduring yes. and enjoying the, the good times in lieu of the bad times. Yes. So that's just a little brief, you know, I, I went to school. In August, um, I didn't I didn't let the storm keep me from uh, going to school. I didn't sit out a semester because of Katrina. I went to Georgia State. Okay. And in spring 2006, I went to Oglethorpe University, the school from which I graduated from. Oh wow! So it, obviously, you 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 know about how to endure. You know yes. about overcoming stuff. What gave you the strength to endure as you were going through, you know, these this tough time? I mean, 23 people in one house. I mean, that that seems a bit <laughs> tough. Um, it, I I can't I can't sugarcoat it, but the only thing that gave me strength was my little teaspoon of faith that I had in God. <laughs> I wasn't super saved at the time. Um, I even at that time I I would have anxiety attacks. Okay. But it was my little, like I said, teaspoon of faith that that kept me going. And um, me seeing the bigger picture as opposed to the smaller picture that I was in, it wasn't me being – see, a lot of times we we get in situations that are difficult, Mm -hmm. and we don't realize that we're in this difficult situation for a reason. Right. And if I have have overcome difficult – situations before, then that means that this one is just a test, and it's a test that I could pass, that I could right. get out of, and there's good in it, because right. it's all going to make my character be better. It's going to make me a better person and a stronger believer in God. So with with the Hurricane Katrina situation, um, I won't say it was minor, but what I had gone through before Hurricane Katrina had already prepared me for such a disaster like that. Wow. Wow. I think that you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, uh, people have to understand that, and this goes back to, uh, I give a divine intervention each week. I don't, I don't think you were on the show yet. Uh, one of the divine interventions I gave for this week was from Romans 8 and 28. And it basically says that all things work together for the good, good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. So obviously you are a person of purpose. Yeah. And you, you're, you're seeing you're seeing this from a whole nother perspective. You're seeing how how can this thing work for me? 
Right, so exactly. How, how have you been able to translate that into, you know, being a, a, a dynamic student now? How were you able to, to use that energy from, you know, overcoming this thing to, to go ahead and finish school? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I always have thought of it like this, but I never had a chance to articulate it. But adversity is a sign that you're close to greatness. Greatness is a result of you walking through an open door. Okay. Okay? I'm going to say it again. Yes, it is. Adversity is a sign that you're walking into greatness. Hmm. Greatness is the result of you walking in the open door. Hmm. Okay? And so what happened was I went through Hurricane Katrina with my teaspoon of faith, and I didn't know that I was, I didn't know that I had found greatness at Oglethorpe University because it's one of the prestigious schools in Atlanta, Georgia. And I walked in that open door, and not only did I walk into greatness, but I walked into favor. I went to Oglethorpe, a school where the tuition is $160,000 roughly. Oh, wow. And I only paid $1,000 of that in my education. That's favor. It's the tuition at Oglethorpe University is roughly $160,000 for a four-year degree. Wow. I paid $15,000 for my degree. Wow. That was one semester. That's like one year at Michigan for me. <laughs> wow. You see, you see, I didn't know when I went to Oglethorpe, and to be honest with you, I found a school in a phone book in the Yellow Pages. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh my and, god! And I, I said I have to go here because I couldn't sit out a semester, and I didn't want to go back to Georgia State. Nothing's wrong with Georgia State, but I had to go someplace else. Right. And I had favor from the moment that I walked onto the campus. See, I went into the admissions office, filled out an application, was accepted in the same day registered for classes, and went sat in the financial aid office. That's favor. Wow, yeah. That you, you, that doesn't normally happen. That never happens. And not only did I receive favor into getting into the school, but I got favor in financing my school. And I don't give anyone the honor but God. Now, yeah. they have. there was, of course, some difficult times, but at the end of the road, like I said, you have adversity, Shows you that you're going to walk into greatness, and greatness is a result of an open that you walk through an open door because we don't see the open door, right? We don't see that, but we we see the results of us walking through open doors by the fruits that come before us, right? Right. I often tell people, uh, and this is a conversation like I use I've had with my father before. He, uh, it, you know, I can I talk to, to people about things I understand. I understand football very well. And I, I played uh, – I was a defensive lineman. And when you're playing defense and you go through the, the offensive line after the ball is snapped and you don't get touched, you're in trouble. Right. That means that some, somehow, some way, either you just walked into a trap or you, some, you're about to get your knees knocked out. Exactly. So, are you but, going the wrong way? Or you're in the wrong <laughs> way. Somewhere, somehow, some way, the ball has went the other way. Right. And life is where the ball is. <laughs> so yeah. you have to be able to it, – it, See, people don't understand that adversity is necessary. You won't you won't rise higher than the adversity that you have to overcome. Yes. And, and, and 
wow. people fear people fear adversity, but there's nothing to be fearful of. Right. You remember if you go back to God's word, it says fear nothing but me. God right. says the fear we shouldn't fear anything but God. And so even if it's a situation where our life is at stake, our finances are at stake, our children are at stake, our family, our careers, you still have to fear nothing but God. Right. Because if Jesus could go through the things that he went through and still be glorified, and I'm his daughter. I'm a I'm a product of his the same father. That means that I'm going to go through and and have God's glory on me at the end of the day as well. Yes. That's because that's what we inherited when we said, "Father, I give my life to you." Mhm. Mhm. That's what, that's what inheritance. That you can't have an inheritance as Pastor Lee told us if you don't have a father. Wow. And I thought about that. My father passed away before I made two years old. Wow. Did I inherit a home? No. <laughs> Did I inherit a car? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, at 18, did I receive a large trust fund? No. Right, right. And I didn't have the, the guidance and protection of my natural father. But when you subject yourself to God and you submit yourself to God and you say, I'm yours, then you have so much to inherit that's beyond the assets that we could ever attempt to collect. Wow. You know, I think you just, wow, that is some dynamic right there. A lot of people don't understand that the spiritual aspect of your life is, is more important than the natural stuff because everything happens in the spirit first. Mm-hmm. Yes. God created created us in His likeness and image, but God's yes. a spirit. Mm-hmm. So, in order for you to do what you need to do, you have to stay connected to. You have to keep your relationship with God connected. I mean, you tight. have to. You have to, because getting that revelation there, God is our Father. That means everything that your natural father may not be, God is. In fact, I had a I, I was I was doing some some reading early in the week. And I was meditating. I've been looking at a lot of uh, things about identity, and God. One of God's identities is I am. Yes. And not only that, it, He takes a step further, is I am that. Mhm. So whatever you need God to be, He is that. If you need, I am uh, that I am. I am that I am. I am your father. I am your mother. <laughs> I am your provision. I am your peace. I am your comfort. I am your your protection. I am that which you need me to be. And I had to understand that because I walked, I came to Atlanta and like I said, with a teaspoon of faith. Right. And I had to understand that, okay, although I've lost my home, cars, all of my personal belongings, I collected dresses and the most expensive dress that I purchased was a five thousand dollar dress. See, I didn't I didn't leave New Orleans broke on welfare with three babies on my hip, driving a cutlass. I didn't leave New Orleans with gold teeth in my mouth and tattoos on my thighs. I didn't leave New Orleans like that. I left New Orleans living a very good life. Wow. 
but I, I lack something that I got here in Atlanta. I lack my spiritual wealth. And so now that I've gained that, but before I even gained that, I had to I had to work towards it. I had to build my relationship with God and understand that I it's not a job or career that I could take that I could take forth that is going to give me the things that I need. Right. It's only God who could be my who is my provider who could provide me with the things necessary for me to live. Mm-hmm. So now that I've given my life to God, and I don't have a teaspoon of faith anymore, I have a great faith. Well, you're great. But, <laughs> but I know now that the things that are in my home, which is a very nice home, um, I have own bed to sleep in. I couldn't say that four years ago. I have my own couch to sit on. I have my own piece to watch. You know, I have a kitchen to walk into and open the refrigerator, and it's plentiful inside of my refrigerator and what I understand is when I walk into my home I'm humbled and and most times I almost come to tears because four years ago I didn't have any of this and I had a reality check that those things that I lost in the water and I heard you say come hell or high water (laughs) in those high waters I lost all of that but that didn't I had to realize that it once made who I was but now it's it's fruits that of who I am now. Wow. See, I'm a I'm the king's daughter. <laughs> I'm an heir to his throne. I'm a queen. And because I, I understand that, that I, I walk into that. I am the king's daughter. I'm an heir to his throne. I am a queen. And once you realize that, listeners, you could see his fruits manifest in your life. You could walk into your home, your apartment, you could get into your own car and say, thank you, Lord, because you know that it wasn't your labor that brought forth those fruits. It's your spiritual relationship with God and your inheritance with God, because you you can't say that you belong to God and you're God's daughter, you're God's son, you're a queen or a king, a prince or a princess to the throne, if you don't have any fruits to show to show that. Right. Right. Because it's, it's, then, then that means that God's a liar, and I don't believe that's so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm just, you know, you, you're just saying some dynamic stuff. You're just hitting, beating the nail on the head. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, you, you got me speechless. I'm excited because, you know what, one thing is for certain that um, people really – don't really understand and that is you know we are connected to something dynamic we are created to, we are connected we are created in the likeness and image of that which created the universe so and if why? you look outside if you look out the wind outside of your windows if you walk to your window or look outside when you're driving in your car and you're listening to the radio station and you're passing greatness even if it's man-made because right. nothing nothing that's in this world was created without a vision. Right. And and visions come from God. So when I look outside of my window, I see trees. I see the sky and sun. I see homes built and beautiful cars. And I, I look at it and I'm saying, if God can make all of these things possible, the beautiful birds, and I love birds. I love to see 
bright blue birds and red birds and yellow birds. And when I see that, I'm like, wait a minute. I just went on vacation um, to the Bahamas, and we were in a boat, and you could see fishes, beautiful schools of fish in the water. And, and I, it brought me back to saying, wait a minute. If God can do all of these things, if he could create all of these things, and this is the same God who created me, my Lord, wow. I can't do nothing but submit my life and to serve him and to be grateful and to humble myself before his people wow. because of the God we serve. Wow. That is, uh, that is a dynamic revelation, young lady. Um, I hate to do this. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, we're getting to the end of the show. I, I, I really don't want to cut you off, but I, I got to. Um, I want you to do something for me. Um, you've been on fire all day, but I want you to give the people <laughs> a word of encouragement to, to keep them going because the, 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 um, the theme of today's show was living or um, the absolute value of life. And basically the absolute value of life is to, to basically live a full life. To be an example, and mm-hmm. I think that you do those. You exemplify that. Could you give the people a word of encouragement to to keep them motivated to move in that same direction? This is a word that have been in my spirit for a, a few weeks now. Resilience. Mm. Elizabeth Edwards has a book out right now titled Resilience, but I'm not talking about Elizabeth Edwards. I'm talking about God resilience. You have to put on the full armor of God. Don't leave your house without it because you need each and every component in making your life a life full of God's blessings and his glory. Resilience will bring you places and it bring you through situations that you don't even know are possible to go through. My word of encouragement, again, is resilience. Put on your full armor of God. Don't, for, don't leave your house without it. You, you won't leave your house without brushing your teeth before you go to work. You won't leave your house without putting de- deodorant on or lotion okay. or body spray. You won't leave your house without that. Don't leave your house without putting on your full armor of God. Wow. <laughs> wow, people! This is a, this is somebody I lean on for advice a lot of times. When you know, I I don't let everybody know this, but sometimes I go through trials and tribulations, and sometimes we I need do. help. And, we all do. And I'm I'm smart enough to, like I said, go back to the the lesson. I'm smart enough to find wise counsel. Wise I counsel. seek the advice of wise counsel. And this is a wise person that you're listening to today, and she has a lot of wisdom inside of her. Listen to what she's told you today because this is stuff that's going to change your life. It's going to help you get to where you need to be because this woman overcame hell and high water and yeah. is still here. It's still talking yeah. about how good God is, it's still an overcomer, still doing great things as we speak. So take her advice. Resilience. Be resilient. Um, yeah. Chelsea, uh, could you tell people how they can find you? If they, you if can. Yes, you can find me via email at Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-I-A-G-R-E-E-N, at yahoo.com. Again, that's Chelsea Green 
at yahoo.com. Well, ma'am, it has been an absolute honor to have you on the show today, and I am, I don't know any other way to put it, but I am I'm thoroughly um I'm I'm full myself. You 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 fed me today too. So, um Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we thank, thank you for having me on the show and I appreciate everyone for listening today. And we we're going to have you back. I want you to know that. <laughs> okay. All right, God bless you. Peace. Well, people, this has been um again another dynamic show. I'm absolutely honored um to be able to bring on uh, dynamic people and dynamic guests, and um, I'm just I'm I'm sitting here now, and I, I'm I want to say this again to somebody. Resilience, resilience. Be resilient. Be resilient in your life. You you were designed. You were cut for some good cloth. You were designed in the likeness and image of God. You were designed for greatness. You were designed to be the head and not the tail. You were designed to be the first and not the last. You were designed to be the, the lender and not the borrower. You were designed to be great. Don't let anything come against your greatness. Don't let the situation you may be going through come against your greatness. Again, don't let what you're going through stop you from where you're going to. I'm going to repeat that again. Don't let what you're going through stop you from where you're going to. Don't let what you are going through stop you from where you are going to. Where you're going to is greater than anything you've ever been th- been to or been through. You're going through when you when you're facing adversity, it's only an indicator that you're going in the right direction. Stay connected spiritually. Stay connected spiritually. Somebody whoever it is that I was talking to, you know, like I said, if you need help, Find wise counsel. Seek wise counsel. A person who may have gone through an abortion, a rape, a divorce, um, anything that, that, that goes against what God's natural plan is for you. Anytime somebody has hurt you, anything that has come against you to hurt you, seek wise counsel to overcome it. Come through this. We're going to come through this together. I'm praying for you. I love you too much to let you, let you live a second-rate life. I'm here to help you create a championship standard of living for your life. So without a shadow of a doubt, before I go, I want to acknowledge... Um, some people who have been really dynamic in uh, this week for me in, this, in, in my lifetime. Uh, again, I want to re- reiterate that I, we thank Chelsea Green for coming on the show today. Um, I want to acknowledge uh, Nicole Angelo, PR uh, phenomenon in uh, uh, Naples, Florida. Um, uh, Marquita Miss Hollywood Childress, uh, a dynamic uh, model out of uh, Tennessee. Uh, Miss Delta P- Perryman, Miss Fran Briggs, uh, Miss D. Stewart, Esso, my friend Esso, he created, um, he has an album, an off the wall album that he uh, created. He took every song that Michael Jackson created on an off the wall album and remixed it and made a phenomenal, phenomenal album. Uh, it's a free album. Uh, you go to the Esso Experience.com, that's D- T H E. E S S O E X P E R I E N C E dot com, the EXO experience, and he has his, his first per, uh, video, "Don't Stop," uh, a remake of uh, "Don't Stop She Get Enough" by Michael Jackson. Phenomenal video, you got to go check it out. Uh, I want to thank uh, Miss Karen Donnell, who's uh, listening now. Miss um, Tiffany Patton, who's listening listening now, um, and also I want to. Uh, 
send uh, a prayer to my friend uh, Paulette Wilson in Detroit, Michigan. She was in a car accident earlier this week. I want her to know that we're praying for her. We're praying for a speedy speedy recovery for her so that she can get back to, to doing the things she does well and being great. And um, without a shadow of a doubt, this is Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am, am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. And every week I tell you this, this is my mantra, this is my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.